coming to a place that it can undergo this profound change and transformation. It seems that it's interesting, there seems to be a number of ways that that, that can occur. And um, the one, what you might call the famous one, the one that most people have heard about and believe to be the way, is where you have a particular moment, a Magapala moment or a Dasana Marga moment. And the essential nature of that is you've come to understand the, 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 these insights have become so strongly developed in your mind. And partly as a result of the insights and partly as a result of meditation practice, you have developed very powerful equanimity. So because of this equanimity, craving doesn't arise. An object arises, it's seen in terms of these three characteristics, and it is not reacted to by craving and grasping. So what happens is for a moment, the mind's fabricating activities, the projecting activities that create the illusion that we always see, that stops. And all it has to do is stop for a moment, and it reveals to the mind, it, it reveals the nature of what's been going on. It dispels the the uh, enchantment that the mind has been under because the mind has continuously been generating these images, these views, and when they stop, then the mind realizes that its projections are not ultimate reality. And so ignorance is overcome. So this is the one where this, this is the dramatic awakening. This is the one that tends to be followed by, by bliss, and you gotta jump up and go tell your meditation teacher and describe what happened, and you know, all this sort of thing. It's not the only way that it happens, though. Um, and the circumstances under which it, it, it happens can vary. But it seems also that a person's insight can keep on, well, there, actually there's another way that, that this kind of profound insight can happen. It has to do with the description of the links of dependent origination. The most essential part of dependent origination, and if you make that a part of your insight practice, and you see, and you, same way, analytically and experientially, you see the truth of it, what the links of dependent origination say is that when there is a conscious being with sense organs, there will be contact of an object with those sense organs. It gives you rise to a feeling of pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. Whenever that feeling arises, it will trigger craving, desire for that which is pleasant and aversion towards that which is unpleasant. Or even in the case of something neutral, it may arise a desire to pursue something that is pleasant in place of it. That desire, that craving, is what leads the mind to make its provisional projections into a reality. And when that happens in that moment, the person becomes a self filled with craving related to some object or objects. You know, it, they, that craving leads to becoming. You uh, become not being, but becoming, because you are, uh, you are not a self who is being, you are a self who is craving some 
different state in relationship to these objects that you see as real. And sometimes the awakening, the, the Magapala, the Sana Marga, comes as a result not of the cessation of fabrications, but of clearly seeing this process unfold, one object after another. There, there is the, uh, the sensation, the feeling, the craving, the attachment, and the becoming, uh, leading to a new sensation, feeling, uh, craving, attack. And there will happen over a short period of time, each successive object that arises in the mind will be uh, crystal clear in how this process is happening. And so the mind will just abruptly stop at the point of craving and recognize that it need not continue to, to do this. And so it's a very similar sort of sudden understanding. But the other ways that this seems that this can happen which uh, I found very interesting. I, I started uh, some, oh, some few years ago collecting stories of enlightenment, both from, from people's personal experiences and from things that were published. And there were a remarkable number of cases where people never had a Magapala and Vesana Marga type moment. They didn't have a sudden awakening. And then you go back and you look at the sutras and the description there in the time of the Buddha. And you have people doing all kinds of things. You know, they're eating meals, they're having conversations, they're listening to Dharma talks, they're uh, fanning the Buddha, they, you know, all kinds of situations. Uh, they're not sitting in meditation. And some of these could be interpreted as happening in a brief period of time. But some of them you look at and it's like, you know, uh, they could be talking about all day or all, you know, or, or several hours or days or weeks over a period of time that their awakening matures. And having read modern stories of uh, this and talked to some people, I've realized that sometimes what seems to happen is that if the practice of developing intuitive insight, if you understand emptiness, selflessness, and impermanence and suffering, if you understand them well enough and you practice being aware of them over and over again in your life experience, they that shift, that transformation in the way that your mind sees will come about. And instead of happening in a moment of sudden transition, it may creep up gradually or it may happen over a period of a few hours when something triggers the, the gelling together of this understanding. And, uh, and I've, I've noticed that there's a number of other modern meditation teachers and Dharma teachers that are, uh, have been finding the same thing and describe it. And some of the, uh, I, my friend Michelle has heard from some of the spirit rock teachers who poo-poo uh, the Magapala thing as not being such an important So there are other ways that this can come about. But if you look at what, what I'd really like to bring your attention to, just to kind of sum all of this up, if you look, whether you look at the seven purifications or the 16 knowledges or 
five paths, in particular the second and third paths, uh, whether you look at these different systems, that when you understand them, they're all about the same thing. They're shifting away from the way that we normally see things to a more fundamentally, experientially, phenomenologically accurate view. And once we do that, it opens us up to understanding that each moment of experience consists of consciousness and objects of consciousness, which allows us to see and understand the emptiness of things, then that can also lead to understanding the emptiness of self. And then when we understand those, we can recognize the danger that exists in cleaning and craving. And so we can cultivate this more accurate and, genu and genuine understanding. 